Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Developer Tea. My name is Jonathan Cottrell, and today we continue the interview with Chris Coyer. Again, if you don't know who Chris is, Chris created CSSTricks.com, CodePen, and Shop Talk Show. Uh, these three things are incredibly valuable to the development community. Um, Chris created CSS Tricks a uh, long time ago, back when I was first learning about CSS. I reference CSS tricks pretty much every single day. Now I use CodePen constantly when I'm trying to learn about a new uh, thing in CSS or uh, SAS or JavaScript. Uh, CodePen is a fantastic tool for getting things into the browser very quickly. It also allows you, uh, as Chris will tell you later on in the show, uh, it allows you to do social things like uh, commenting and there's even a blog feature on there. So if you've been wanting to write a blog, uh, you can easily go and write a blog on CodePen where all of the front-end developers who know what they're doing basically uh, are living. Now that's that's not to say that there aren't good front-end developers on CodePen, but they should be. And lastly, shop Talk show. Shop Talk show is Chris and Dave Rupert's podcast where they talk all about front end web development. Uh, you can go and check out Shop Talk show at shoptalkshow.com. If you listen to any other podcast today, make sure this is the one. Uh, fantastic content over there. All right, so let's start the second part of the interview with Chris Coyer. You said something recently uh, in. in Correct me if I get the exact wording wrong. I guess it doesn't really matter all that much anyway. But uh, you said in in relation to writing better CSS, you said basically try your best. Um, and I think that uh, that struck a chord with, I mean, I know it struck a chord with me and, and the developers that I work with, but I think it also struck a kind of a larger chord with the development community as well. Um and there's another quote from you that kind of harkens back to the same concept, which is like, make more websites. Like if you want to be better at this, just keep on doing it. Um, and I think that your history kind of proves that you are, uh, you've experienced that. And it's, it's really cool to see you still doing like today, for instance, I guess it was today or the last post that you put on CSS tricks, you're still really interested in CSS, it looks like. You know, like for all intents and purposes, nothing really has changed about, uh, about like Chris Coyer since 2007 in that you're still doing this day-to-day -day writing CSS. And that's, that's really awesome. Um, talk about the importance of, uh, I guess, work ethic and, you know, if you want to make more websites uh, or if you want to make better websites, just make more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, the point of both of those two things, like the do, the do a good job post and the, and the just build websites kind of mantra is to make people feel a little better about all this. Cause it's just so easy to be overwhelmed by it and, and, and then, and then have some feelings of giving up. Like I'll never make it that kind of thing. But, but, and then to draw an analogy to, okay, the analogy for this and learning are, are learning how to be a better web developer is basically learning how to do anything else ever at all. <laughs> anything. Right. 
It's just do it a bunch and you'll get better at it. You're a musician. You have a history with that. Nobody ex- – for some reason, the expectations are like more correct in people's minds for musicianship. They assume that in order to become a better musician that they have to work at it. Right. And then they'll get better at it. Yeah. And I don't – you know, and, and the expectation level should be exactly the same for getting better at CSS. It should be the exact same for being a better cook and stuff. But I'm, I'm always fascinated by how those expectations like are – wrong across different areas for example like cooking people will be like i'm just a terrible cook you would be like no you're not you're average at cooking because you haven't practiced it a bunch (laughs) and if you practiced a bunch then you could level up and get better at cooking if you wanted to right like just like i'm i'm not no good at cutting hair i'm no good at cutting hair yet (laughs) <laughs> but if I cut a hair like if I cut like a thousand people's hair, I would be okay at it. Yeah. I happen to be a little okay at front end development because I've spent a whole bunch of time doing it. You know, that's why that like ten thousand hours resonated with so many people because they're like, oh, I get it. If I spend a crap load of time doing something, I'll get good at it. Yes, obviously, it's been like that for everything ever through the history of time and human brains. That's so funny. That I think that's totally true. That uh. You know, people, for whatever reason, I'm, you know, you're a musician, I'm a musician. Why is it that people are like, oh, yeah, to to be great at guitar, I better practice my scales. You know, like, what is the equivalent? Do I need to practice, like, my syntax? I don't, I don't know. Like, what? What well, is it's it? just build web. It's do the job, whatever right. that job happens to be. Yeah, maybe there isn't scales. Maybe there is, you know, because it's Code I guess you could, or whatever. Yeah, you could read. You could read specs, or you know, you could, <laughs> you could practice certain things you could do hello world tutorials maybe that's the same that's the same kind of idea but just in that in that same kind of way you could get you can get discouraged just playing scales all the time you can get discouraged just doing hello world tutorials all the time yeah because they're not real it's a lot easier to go find like a mike ness song that you really like and be like yeah you know or whatever sure uh, because there's because it feels real then it feels like I'm playing a song that I wanted to play that's why I bought this guitar in the first place that's why I bought this domain name in the first place that's why yeah. I, that's great yeah for sure so Dave Thomas is a I'm a huge fan of Dave Thomas um, the pragmatic programmer all those things he talks about code kata I'm actually doing another episode specifically talking about code kata and, and like. I I think that we're addicted to problem solving sometimes, uh, and that kind of can cause problems, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate because it's self feeding. But the idea is that we we as programmers like we'll rewrite the same slider. I mean, I know that once you once you've done it enough, you realize I need to stop doing this. Hopefully, but <laughs> we we keep on redoing the same stuff over and over and over um, because we're. I don't know. I think it's like a rush to be able to write something that works. Um, and we don't get that practice mm. time that we need. What do you, have you had that's experience? Interesting that you, you might, you might rewrite something just because you're, you're in a rush. I think that's true. Probably that's, I've certainly like was faced with the problem and then rushed into solving it probably without applying like super strong pr- problem solving skills to it or somebody else might be like okay here's the problem now let's do a little research and just you know think of ways that we could solve this problem before doing it you know yeah for sure uh, and then the, you know i think there's some connections here to that like what do they call that 
N I S or not invented here syndrome, whatever yeah. the analog is for that. Where <laughs> there, there's some people like you know prefer not to pick pre-baked um, solutions because it's handcrafted. Yeah, like I have control. I know it does exactly the thing that I need it to do. Presumably, in 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 less lines of code, especially because if, if you if you have a solution to a problem that you intend to like give the world, you probably solve it in more generic, more configurable ways. Whereas, like I know exactly what I need. There needs to be no configuration to this problem because because I'm just going to code it exactly as it needs to be for this scenario. That can be kind of appealing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm totally guilty of that. That's I've I have written like a hundred sliders. You know, it's just I, it seems like that's my job is to write sliders. My job isn't to go out and research <laughs> slider plugins. It's to write yeah. code, and so I get into this rut of rewriting things. And I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us end up, you know, doing the same stuff over and over, writing another grid. <laughs> it, it might be part of your personality, though. I've definitely met other developers who who say okay i make websites i use wordpress i use the owl slider plugin and that's what i do and if you want that i will make you one of them for two thousand dollars and they (laughs) you know or whatever and they do it and they get a bunch of clients and 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 they're they're just like okay with that like they just say this is the type of of developer i am and this is what i have to offer and this is how i do it just because that's their personality and yeah, more custom solutions are your personality. You know, right. I tend to err on your side a little bit. Like, you know, let's let's do it. You know, hopefully, the reason that you're have written so many sliders is because you're, I don't know, you're working with the client and you're trying to make sure that you know exactly how they're seeing it and you're seeing it. You know, hopefully, it's like solving little things that do it just right for them. Right. The the buzzword is design integrity. That's mm. and yeah, it's really fancy. But the idea is just like, you know, I want it to do this only when the user has done these three things, and also, uh, can you populate it with these special posts and blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Um, and so, like having to figure out the configuration and customize, you know, whatever the pre-built CSS is for a plugin is like ah, that's just not. It's not the same level of design integrity as if I were to just hand it's customer craft. service too. You're just you're saying yes, and you're making sure things work for them. It's you know that's it's also worth more money than right. somebody just says ah oh, sorry, yeah, it's not what what owl owl slider does. So yeah, here's what our yeah. slider does. If you want to put something in the slider, follow these instructions, and and I'm sure that then the people are like oh. Okay, you know, and they might be like, "Yeah, that's fine. Here's your two thousand dollar check. Bye." Right. Whereas somebody that you're like, "Well, okay, that's that's interesting. You want to take the two most popular posts and put them in there? Well, it's not really built for that, but you know, I can I could do that. It'll take me three days at this rate, and you know, the you know the you end up extracting more like ten thousand dollars from that client or right. something. I'm just making up stuff, but of you course. know, yeah, yeah. Well, you and, you and Dave talked about this on an episode. I couldn't recall what it is, but mm-hmm. you talked about like the difference between the guy who's doing the theme like implementation. Here's your site, and give me your DNS, and we're done. Um, versus, you know, we're gonna do like an exploration of your brand and go through this whole process of figuring out what the website is for you. You know, two totally different processes, and I think there's a sliding scale between the two. Um, but I definitely think that there, there are a lot of people on the extremes of that spectrum 
um, you know, yeah, on you either end it. of that. You got it, man. And I, I always try to preface this with this, like, I haven't been in client services for a long time. So it's a little weird. Like, don't take too much <laughs> advice from what I have to say. But I just use, you know, I, people talk about it a lot in our industry. And I hear a lot about it. And I'm around a lot of it being at conferences and through the podcast and stuff. So I occasionally have opinions on it. But my opinions are usually grounded in, like, you know, absolute logic only <laughs> Yeah, you know, like yeah. I am an adult. I am applying basic problem solving to this problem. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that the, you know, like you said, there's a sliding scale, and there's a lot of muddiness to how this all actually goes down. Right, but, but we but can't I, work with sliding scales when we're talking about logic very easily, right? So we we tend to put these people into buckets. But anyway, uh, so you sent I sent you an email a few months back because I'm writing this book. Um, and you were kind enough to respond and, um, you had one of your responses, which is fantastic. And I wanted to talk about it, but I I don't have it in front of me, but basically what you said was, I was asking you like, what is your one thing that you would tell developers, uh, that they should absolutely do forever and always for everyone. And (laughs) your response was basically to say, there isn't one thing for everyone when we have these personal experiences, maybe it's good to just say, hey, this thing is working really well for me. M- you know, try it out and tell me how, how it works for you. Um, and that was really valuable for me. I'd like to talk or maybe just quick kind of recap on that for people who are listening because I think that that perspective is just incredibly valuable. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I, I, think I remember that. I almost was... Almost kind of forgot about our little interaction there, but yeah, the the uh, how much have you shared about your book already? Is it still kind of a, a secret, or is, have you been it, promoting it? No, it's it not on a your... secret yet. Uh, well, I'm sorry, it's not a still. secret. It's not released yet, is what I meant to say. Um, it, the book is hopefully going to release this year. That it, it's kind of being uh, it's going back through a revision because I I re- like reread back through it and realized that I don't agree with myself. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> um, a good time lot, to... On a lot of things. So I'm like, man, I can't publish this. So uh, at some point, I'm just going to have to say, you know what? I got to push it out and like maybe do a version two of the book where I say, hey, I was being dumb back then. I don't know. Uh, but hopefully this year uh, and, and insight from you and other people will be included in the book for sure. But that particular piece of information, I just, it, it kind of floored me because I, you know, we try to think in terms of like, you know, what do you learn? What is the secret piece thing that you learn as a developer um, to be better? And I, I ask everybody who's going to be on the show, I'm going to ask them to kind of give one piece of advice uh, to developers because I think everyone has something different to to tell people. Right. Cool. So anyway, um, actually, if you want to share anything about CodePen or about uh, CSS Tricks, Shop Talk, or any of the conferences that you're involved with coming up, that'd be you know fully welcome yeah. here. Nice. Yeah, thanks for that opportunity. I always try to – sometimes I'm like, oh, no, but I've, as, I, as I get older and I'm thinking more about business, I'm like, I need to seize this opportunity in which to <laughs> – which <laughs> to explain the things that I do. Yeah, I, uh, uh, we've talked about most of them already, but CSS Tricks is 
my website where you can go and subscribe and just get posts about about uh you know th- all things web really it is about css but it's about anything front end web these days really uh and i'm trying to you know just to continue to do a good job on i'm writing a lot i'm trying to get other people to write on it more which is unusual and really what's interesting about that is nobody seemed to have any problem with it they just like good web content so if i can hire somebody to write a great article i'm gonna do that yeah for sure which is cool. I've seen some great posts on there from from guest posts. Yeah, and I kind of try to intro them so there's still some of my voice in there and stuff. Uh, and then CodePen is the is the site I do that we didn't talk about mostly, but that's kind of my big. That's where most of my time goes, which is a, a like code editor in the browser kind of thing with social components so a lot of people have heard of dribble in the design community there's some connections there because it's kind of like you follow people they follow you back you heart the work that they do and uh you know kind of have comment threads on things but what you're building instead of a screenshot is like html css javascript you know you know building cool interactive things and you can search for it and find stuff so it's a it's i find it you know all these years later it's still a little hard to describe really because it's like you can come there for inspiration or teaching or sharing or bug yeah. cases and like there's all these things you can use it for so that's codependent we've recently added a job board to it so if anybody out there is working and trying to hire someone for a job uh there's a lot of front-end developers are hard to hire and there's a lot of them on CodePen, and uh, hopefully you can reach front-end developers by through that job board so i'm just kind of stoked about that at the moment that's, that's the, awesome that's my big pitch for the day yeah, for sure. Actually, I was I talked about uh, CodePen a little bit in the intro. I was like, man, you know, there's so much of this, so much of like new front end development stuff that if you're coming in, it's a little bit daunting to try to get like less or SAS or Hamel or you know whatever CoffeeScript running locally. But in, in CodePen, you just jump in there and go. Like you just press a couple right, buttons you and you're ready to roll. You know, that's certainly one of the advantages of it is all those preprocessors. Yeah, it's a little playground for that. You can just turn it on and now you're writing in it. You know. Yeah, I actually switched over to SAS recently, um, finally, <laughs> and great move, by the way, for anybody who's wondering, but uh, CodePen was the way that I learned uh, how to do SAS, like m- coming over from less, and so, uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, that was really valuable for me. I'm sure it'll be valuable for plenty of the people listening, too. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, man. It's a real pleasure to get to chat. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much again to Chris for being on the show, and thank you for listening. You are the reason that this show is created, so if you have any feedback for me, uh, anything you want to hear on the show, any topics you want to hear discussed, please send them my way. You can get at me on Twitter at at developerT, or you can email me at developerT at gmail.com. If you are enjoying this show, please let us know by leaving a review and a rating in iTunes. That's the best way to help other developers just like you find Developer T. Make sure you go and check out Chris's stuff. Uh, Chris created CodePen. That's CodePen.io. Chris also created CSS Tricks. CSS-Tricks.com. And then finally, Shop Talk Show. That should be the next thing on your playlist uh, for your podcast today. That's shoptalkshow.com. As always, you can find me on developertea.com. Uh, you can click contact up at the top uh, of, of the developertea website. Uh, and until next time, as always, enjoy your tea. <laughs>